Good morning, everyone. God bless you this morning. God is good. Hallelujah. We woke up this morning. Some folks didn't, but we did. That's something to give God thanks for. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm glad you came on today. And I hope God blesses you mightily, a hundredfold today, after listening to this word. Hallelujah. God is good. And God has been keeping us. Amen. And God wants us to have trust in him and believe that he's going to carry us through. Amen. So what I'm going to speak on today, after inviting the Holy Spirit, hallelujah, is spiritual striving. Are you striving spiritually? Now, some people can take that negatively, but I choose to preach on it positively today. Amen. Are you spiritually striving? Hallelujah. I'll be taking that from the book of Luke, chapter 13, and I'll be speaking from verses 22 to the end, 35. Amen. In a world like today, people take advantage of God. And, you know, there's so many things going on in the world today that people are not reaching out to God the way that they should. We're having shootings. And all the things that are going on in this world, the, the fires and the, the country's leaders not getting along, and all the other crazy stuff that God said was going to happen, okay, is happening because we threw God out of the schools. We took the crosses down off of the churches. Amen. We don't listen to the word of God regardless of how you listen to it. Amen. I'm not going to put any of them down. You go to church, that's great. You listen online, that's great. Amen. As long as you're listening to the word of God because as the word comes in, you get blessed. And then we say, where is God in all of this? Where is God in all of this? Amen? Well, you, you stopped him. You took him away from your children, and now children are getting killed. Amen? We need to repent. The Bible says, if my people, who, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray. God is asking us to repent. Amen? We need to get into spiritual striving for the Lord, for the kingdom of heaven, and not worry so much about what's going on in the natural. You put God first, and he will help you with whatever you need. You kick him out, and, and you know, God says, you know, when you turn your back on him, he'll turn his back on you. God is not going to beg anybody, amen? And with the things that's going on, not only in America, but around the world, we need to go into spiritual striving, we need to start praying more. We need to start speaking in tongues more. We, if people, we need to start leading people to Jesus more. Okay, gone are the days that you have to have a certificate to, t to tell somebody about Jesus. Amen? Hallelujah. So let's see what Jesus has to say about spiritual striving. Holy Father, thank you, Jesus, 
thank you, Lord. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for loving us and being with us whenever we need you. We thank you for taking up for us and fighting our battles. We thank you for loving us regardless of what we have done wrong and forgiving us. Jesus, you died on a cross and rose from the dead so that we will be forgiven of all of our sins. Forgiven. And we thank you. Nobody else would do that for us. You're awesome. You are outstanding. You are the one and only God, the Alpha and the Omega, the capital G. Hallelujah. Oh, Lord, you're our Savior, our best friend, our big brother in the body of Christ. Jesus. Hallelujah. Yeshua HaMashiach. Holy Spirit, we thank you. For, for teaching us what you've been teaching us um, all of our lives, and especially since we've recognized you in our life. Hallelujah. We thank you for working, doing works in us and, and through us to help other people. Hallelujah. And to teach us those things that we need to know. God says in Jeremiah 33, 3, Ask, and I will show you great and mighty things which thou knowest not. And you are our teacher. We thank you for that. And Father God, there is none like you. Hallelujah. We see you high and we see you lifted up. Hallelujah. We give you all the glory and we give you all the, all the glory and all the honor. We don't take some of it. We give you all the glory and all the honor. We honor you and we respect you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lord God, bless each and every person that comes on here today to listen to this. And I thank you for giving me the opportunity to preach your word. Hallelujah. I bless you, Lord Baruch Hashem. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' holy name, Holy Spirit, use me today. And amen. Amen, amen, amen. Uh, spiritual striving. Okay, I looked up some words. You know how I do. Amen. Okay. Um, when you strive, it's it's... The word actually is I, like the letter I, pronounced like the letter I. Conditionally, it's a conditionality when you're striving. Amen? It says few, okay? Um, and it's being half-hearted. It's being lukewarm. Amen? God does not want half-hearted, lukewarm people. Amen? Would you like for someone to be half-hearted and lukewarm with you? Or would you want someone to be straight up, as they say? Amen. I would rather have somebody be straight up with me. Amen. Than to be lukewarm. Because when somebody's lukewarm, you really don't know if they're on your side or not. Amen. And even in Revelation, Jesus tells the churches, the seven churches, don't, he told, there's one who's lukewarm. And he did not like, he said, if you are lukewarm, I will speak spew you out of my mouth. Amen? God wants people who are on fire for him. Listen to this. He has angels at his throne, amen, that are called fiery angels, okay? And they are on fire for God. They are so close to him at his throne that the angels have the appearance of fire, amen? So if his servants have the appearance of fire, don't you think God would want his friends to have the appearance of fire, his daughters and his sons, amen. And Jesus said, I call you friends. We are the Lord's friends. He wants you on fire. You strive spiritually to be where God wants you to be. Strive 
spiritually to do what God wants you to do. This world wants us to get out there and act crazy and cut up and do whatever our flesh wants to do and say that it's okay in the name of the Lord. And I'm telling you now, the things that we do that are worldly and fleshly are not in the name of the Lord. And he is not pleased. Amen? God is not pleased with that. We need to spiritually strive. Amen? So in Luke 13, I'm starting from verse 22, and it says, And he went through the cities and villages, teaching and journeying toward Jerusalem. And this is Jesus. Amen? He, he's, he's going around doing what he wants us to do as well. He was our example. He's teaching in all the cities and villages toward Jerusalem. And then said one unto him, Lord, are there few that be saved? Okay, now I was describing few to you earlier. It's a conditionality. It, it, it means like although um, or whether, and the emphasis is on qualification. They're literally saying, are there few that be saved? Kind of like they're, they're making fun of him because I guess not enough people that they expected to be with him was with him. Amen. These are the people, the elite People, the self-righteous people that always questioned him wherever he went. Did you ever have self-righteous people and, and the elite people who think they're elite, although they're not, and did you ever have them question what you do or what you said? You know, or, or they always have some kind of smart cap to come up with whenever they you write something online. There's always somebody that's going to question you. Be prepared in season and be prepared out of season. And I believe that's Peter, if I'm correct. And God wants us to always be prepared. Amen. And as I was saying, the word few is conditionality. Amen. But God wants us to strive. Amen. Strive against those naysayers. Hallelujah. Keep striving against the people who are against what you do. <laughs> Amen. I guarantee you, you're going to win in the natural because you already won in the spiritual if you're a child of the Most High God, if you have Jesus as your Savior. Amen. Strive. Make great efforts to achieve or obtain something. Okay, are you making great efforts to achieve the kingdom of God, to tell other people about him? Amen? Saving people from burning in hell for an eternity. That's real. Hey, you know preachers need to start preaching about hell anymore. They, they don't preach on it anymore like they used to. I mean, you don't want to scare people, okay, but you do want to warn them of what it's like. Jesus warned us. And you heard me read this, this story before. The man that died and went to hell, the rich man went to hell. In fact, it's in the same, I just turned to it. It's in Luke, um, Luke 16, I believe. Yeah, Luke 16. It talks about hell exists. Amen? You can either be in happy, happiness or torment, and that's also Psalm 116, 15. There's no in-between. So we need to prepare people. Are you striving to prepare people for the kingdom. Amen. I don't want to get to heaven and have God ask me, why didn't you do a little more? Why didn't you do what you were supposed to do? Amen. For me. We are workers of the kingdom of heaven. 
Amen. And yes, some people, you know, uh, there's scholars who um, bicker back and forth about wording, okay, the terminology, but we are working for the kingdom of heaven. What is your occupation? You are a preacher, with or without the papers. We don't need man to give us the papers. I say it all the time. Even though nowadays people require that if you're, you know, going up to be a minister or something in someone's church, they may ask you for that, okay? That's between you and the Lord, however you handle that, however they, whatever they accept, amen? Now, we are preachers for the kingdom of heaven. And when you are doing that, you are struggling or fighting vigorously. You are never going to wake up and have a gorgeous day where something strange doesn't happen, even if it's little, something little and crazy, amen? You know, you are struggling and fighting vigorously for your spirit man to be victorious, for you to make it to heaven, hallelujah, for you to jump over all of this mess that's going on down here on earth and be a a, a citizen of the kingdom of heaven, amen? Andrew Womack, I'm sure some of you have seen him on TV I love Andrew Womack, and his books are excellent. I love people who write books the same way they talk. So whenever you're reading the book, you can almost hear them speaking it to you. And I have have about eight eight or nine of his books, actually, and they're small and easy to read, right? Andrew Womack was saying that when he was in boot camp years ago, um, people made fun of him, you know, because he wasn't afraid to tell people he loved the Lord. And he had to be strong in Christ Jesus. He had to be strong in God because he, he didn't back down. And he said, he told this story where the sergeant, there was about 200 people in his company, and the sergeant made each one of them get up and tell a nasty story. This was back, I guess, when men and women weren't, weren't uh, together like when I was in. Now I guess um, everybody, from what I heard, everybody's, they have male and female mixed together. And he made all of them stand up and tell a story. Well, see, the sergeant wasn't crazy about Andrew Woman because he knew Andrew was a preacher. Well, he knew he was called, put it that way. People can tell when you have the anointing of God on you. In fact, sometimes the way they treat you, you can tell ahead of time before anybody tells you or before you even get uh, ordained or whatever, you know, or hand, hand, have hands laid on you. You can tell by the way people treat you that, that God is on you or God is in you. They know it. And the devils in them are going to call you out on it too. That's why God says be bold and be strong because you are going to be tried, my friend. You are going to be tried. Anywho, okay, uh, he, the, the, the sergeant had everybody stand up one at a time, each one. Stood up. He, Andrew just told his story. He had each one. The sergeant had each guy stand up, and they all had to tell a dirty, a dirty story. And Andrew said some of those stories were vile, horrible. Even it even dealt with how they had sex with women and all that kind of stuff. And watch this. Here's here's what the sergeant did to Andrew since he didn't like him so much. He called him preacher. Andrew said he he used that terminology with him. He called him preacher. And he said. This blew my mind when I saw him say this. He said that the sergeant made him stand beside every man in that company as they told their stories. See how the devil uses intimidation against God's people? And this was years ago. He might have been maybe 
17, 18, I don't know. And this sergeant made Andrew Womack stand up beside each man that stood up in that company to tell a dirty story. And after they told a story, he would say something smart to Andrew, like, how's that bothering you, Andrew? You like that, huh? You like that? He would make fun of them. He said, what's up, preacher? You, you still standing? You, you doing okay? And Andrew said he did it with each and, each and every person. He said it was horrible. It was a horrible experience. He said, but... What happened, what had happened was, okay, he said, see, the devil thought he was slick. He thought he was intimidating Andrew Womack for loving the Lord. But after it was all over, Andrew said, you ought to seen how many people came up to him and secretly asked for prayer. Hey, can you pray for me? I need prayer for this. I need prayer for that. And Andrew said it turned out to be that he was leading people to the kingdom. He, he, led, he said he led, a lot of the, he led a lot of those guys to the Lord over that embarrassing, what would have been embarrassing to somebody situation. Amen? See, strive. Strive. He was in the military. You can't leave or you'll be AWOL. And, and, and like me, we were, I don't know if he was, I think he was Army. I can't remember. But me, Marine, we couldn't leave because we were on an island. You'd have to swim to get out of there. He withstood. He stood still. He stood tall. Amen. And he took it all. Amen. And most likely, I know in Andrew, I, the way I've seen him on TV and his personality, the way he loves the Lord, he most likely said a silent prayer for each and every one of them. Guaranteed. You can't run from the devil. You can't. You just got to let God fight your battles. Amen. The enemy is sick. He's like Hollywood. He's sick. Amen? And that's not all of them. So, but the enemy is sick. He will do anything he can to intimidate you. Amen? Hallelujah. So strive, see? No matter what happens to you, continue to strive. Hallelujah. Jesus said in verse 24, and it's in red, his words, strive to enter in at the straight gate for many. I say unto you, will seek to enter in and shall not be able. Stri Look, you cannot walk the fence. We cannot do what the flesh wants to do and think we're going to heaven too. It's not going to happen. Jesus told us right there in red letters in Luke 13, 24, strive to enter in at the straight gate, not the crooked gate, not the almost made it gate, not the half luke, half warm, half hot, lukewarm gate, amen, not the me, 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 I, I, I gate, however I want to do it gate, amen. We got to enter in at the straight gate. Getting into heaven, there's a straight gate, okay? You cannot waver. Hallelujah. The Bible says a double-minded man is unstable in all of his ways. Jesus said there's going to be many. He didn't say a couple, a few. He said there's going to be many who said, I, and he said, I say unto you, will seek to enter in. See, after they did their dirt, they thought they had time. And we know what the Bible says about Jesus coming back. Is when Jesus comes back and said there's going to be people standing on a, on a, on a rooftop, and, and God said, just stay up there. When all this happens, you don't want to experience it, just stay up there. There's going to be two in the field, and one's going to be gone, and all kind of stuff is going to happen. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And people are going to say, hey, we, we preached in your name, 
Amen. We did this, we did that, and Jesus is going to say, depart from me. I know you not, you workers of iniquity. Verse 25, when once the master of the house is risen up and has shut the door, and we know who that is, and you begin to stand without and to knock at the door saying, Lord, Lord, open unto us, and he shall answer and say unto you, I know you not whence ye are. Now, Jesus is going to tell you. He's going to, you know what, disown you. Jesus is going to disown the ones who wouldn't own up to him. If you turn your Bible even says that this is word, you turn your back on God, God's going to turn his back on you. People heard that for years. But, it, folks, I saw it. It's in there, okay? <laughs> Amen? This, God's going to disown them. They're going to beat on the door and say, hey, wait, hold up. I got my certificate. I have my license. Amen? I got this many saved. I have this hanging on the wall. I even have a robe like you did, Jesus. <laughs> Amen? But they lived an evil life, and God's going to catch them off guard. I like to say God's going to catch them with their pants down. Amen? God's going to rip the sheets off of all these evil people. It's going to happen soon, and I believe you and I listening to this are going to be around. We're going to be around to see. We're going to see it. And Jesus is going to take us up. And that's, we're, we're not going to die. The Bible even says everybody's not going to be dead when Jesus comes back. And I believe you and I are going to make it. We are going to just happen to hear the, the sound of the horns, right, the sound of the shofar, right, and we are going to experience this. I truly believe it. And verse 26, he says, Then shall you begin to say, We have eaten and drunk in thy presence. See, they even supped with him. Just like uh, Judas did, <laughs> okay? And thou hast taught in our streets, like he did with the disciples, amen? But he shall say, I tell you, I know you not whence you are. Depart from me, all you what? Workers of iniquity. Yes, they may have been with him, but they were sinful, amen? Reprobate. The wicked are rejected. Amen. Hallelujah. Jesus rejected. Now, you could act like you're hiding your wickedness all you want to, and you don't think Jesus, <laughs> Jesus saw, God saw, but God said he saw it. He sees everything we do. He created us. Why wouldn't he know? Come on, God. Right? Why wouldn't God know everything we do? He created us. Is it because it's 2022? Maybe we slipped under the radar somehow and we can get away with stuff? <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think so. In fact, everything you do online, everything you say on your phone, everything, even nowadays, everything you do outside because there's cameras everywhere, you are being recalled, Jesus. You are being recorded. So watch how you talk. Watch how you walk. Watch what you do in the privacy of your home on your porches and everything else because ring, I have a ring that captures everything. And, yes, it records. And people can have you. So people who think they're getting away with stuff, everything we do nowadays is recorded. And let me tell you something else. When you get, okay, wait, so, hold on, Holy Ghost. <laughs> oh, Jesus. When you renew your computer and it says that you have an update, what do you think that update is? Think about it. When you have an update on your computer 
it is the whoever it is, the, it, this certain entity, I won't say a word, okay, but there are certain entities I believe, and I believe it's true, they are updating your your computer, sure, probably with a little teeny one megabyte thing, okay? They're updating your computer, but they're also emptying your trash. Emptying your trash and taking it, and they see every single thing that you have done since the last update. Everything we do today is recorded. You're not getting away with that pornography. You're not getting away with the child pornography. You're not getting away with cheating on your taxes. You're not getting away with those messages that you've been sending in Facebook that people have been begging everybody to stop doing for about five, ten years now. And people are still telling all their business on Facebook Messenger. Amen. Everything you do is recorded. Hallelujah. So watch. This is why God said, be ye holy. People can play around with that, with, with that um, scripture all they want to. Be ye holy for I am holy. But God is serious. God tried to Look, you know how Jesus talked in parables? I believe this is like a parable from our Father above. He said, simply, be ye holy. Is it six words? For I, seven, be ye holy, for I am holy. Seven words. That is a underground message. God is letting people know, and if you ask the Holy Spirit to reveal it to you, you will see that God is telling you to be holy because you're about to be blown wide open on the screens, the theater screens of heaven. Because man got all your business, everything. Amen. My Lord, my Lord. The wicked are rejected. And they sitting up here talking about, yeah, I'm a preacher. Yeah, we also have pastors, preachers, teachers, and popes or whatever they are, and, and priests and stuff, and they're, they're abusing children like crazy. And it's, But guess what? It's coming out. It's come, God is snatching the sheets off of all these people. And you want to know something? I believe the majority of them started out awesomely. They got tempted. Temptation is not the sin. Falling for the temptation is the sin. Because you're going to, Jesus even told us you're going to be, he was tempted. But did he fall for it? No. Oh, Lord Jesus. And then he says, verse 26, no, verse 28. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth when ye shall see Abraham. He's trying to tell you something and Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves are thrust out. You are going to be sick about it. But guess what? It's over. Done. There's nothing you can do about it because you rode that easy train while you was down here. Amen? But thinking you was going to get away with it. Weeping and gnashing of teeth grinding down their teeth, probably to the gums where there's nothing left. And they shall, verse 29, and they shall come from the east and from the west and from the north and from the south and shall sit down in the kingdom of God. This is the saved coming back home. We're coming back. So no, it's not just Americans, and it's not just East Indians, and it's, just, it's not just the, the believers of Jesus Christ who worked for him and served him, hallelujah, the same way he served us. 
do give back what he gave to you to the best of your ability. We are going to go back home, y'all. And it's going to be the end of the wicked. You won't have to worry about that anymore. You won't have to worry about sickness anymore. Do you know sickness is the devil? Sin is of the devil. Sickness is of the devil. When you have sicknesses, this is why I tell everybody, rebuke that mess as much as you can. Because when you have, you know, when you look up the word sickness or illness, it comes out evil. Evil. Satan put it there. We're giving it names. If you know the name of it, rebuke it in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. And verse 29 says, and they shall come from the east and from the west. Okay, verse 30. It says, and behold, there are, la behold, there are last which shall be first, and there are first which shall be last. How many times? Have you heard that? The people that thought they was all that, we're going to be over oh, higher than you, we're better than you, and uh, we do this better, and we do that better, and so we know we're going to have a big throne in heaven. They're going to be the last. And the ones that are like, the, the humble ones are like, wow, um, wow, Jesus, I'm sorry, I don't add up. I'm just so glad that you forgive me and you're still using me. Who forgive me for my sins. They're going to be first. The humble are going to be first. Yes. The saints are going to be exalted, but there's also going to be an abasement going on to a basement, a basement, okay? Amen. The same day there were certain of the Pharisees saying unto him, Get thee out and depart hence, for Herod will kill thee. Here we come with Herod. This is Herod Antipas. He wanted to kill him. Amen. And Jesus said, Go ye and tell that fox. He's not scared. Look, are you afraid of the devil? No, he casts out demons and devils. He's not, that's why God said, show no fear. Go ye and tell that fox, behold, I cast out devils and I do cures today and tomorrow and the third day I shall be perfected. He's trying to tell him something. People, everybody, they have their astrologists and they have their scholars and none of them could figure out what Jesus was trying, was trying to tell them. In three days, the third day, I'll be perfected. Nevertheless, I must walk today and tomorrow and the day following, for it cannot be that a prophet perish out of Jerusalem. Amen. So Jesus Christ maintained his composure. He wanted to say probably a little something, something else. You can only imagine, but he maintained his composure. Amen. And then he's lamenting over Jerusalem. He says, oh, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, which killeth the prophets and stoneth them which are sent unto thee. How often when I've gathered thy children together as a hen doth gather her brood under her wings, and ye would not. Jesus is always, they always rejected him. He came to them. And everything he tried to do for them, they rejected him, told on him disbelieve anything that you can think of, there is a, he's, he's talking about a divine overshadowing here. Amen. Everything he tried to do, they, they killed the prophets. Everything, every time God tried to send somebody to Jerusalem, amen, to tell them the word, to tell them the truth, they killed them. They stoned Stephen. Amen. The apostle Paul was there. They say that the Paul even held the people's coats that was stoning Stephen. 
That's why you know, he wrote the New Te- most of the books in the New Testament. That's why I have faith in what Paul has written because Paul was there. Paul, ne- look, never, look, I'm not going to say never. I take that back. Don't fall completely for someone who doesn't have a testimony. I'll say it that way. If somebody just pops up out the blue and they've been good from the time they popped out their mother, okay, and nothing ever happened to them and they don't have a testimony, something's wrong. Paul had a testimony. Amen? They were killing everybody that God sent to them. They rejected Jesus, not yielding or surrendering to the Lord. And the last verse, he said, Behold, your house is left unto you desolate. And verify I say unto and verily I say unto you, ye shall not see me until the time come when ye shall say, Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord. Amen. He said, You will not see me again until you say Blessed is he that cometh in the name of the Lord until you bless me. Believe in me. Hallelujah. Take comfort in me. He's talking about the second coming. Amen. Amen. Talking about the second coming. If you want to write this down, go to Zechariah uh, 12.10. Amen. Hallelujah. The second coming. Be prepared. Hallelujah. Be prepared. Let me see if I can get there. Um, hold on. I'm going to see what that says. Uh, Zechariah. Uh, no, I don't think it's Zechariah. Uh, 1210. Let me see. And I will pour upon my house of David and upon the inhabitants of Jerusalem the spirit of grace and supplication, and they shall look upon me whom they have pierced, and they shall mourn for him as one mourneth for his only son, and shall be in bitterness for him as one that is in bitterness for his firstborn. Amen. Hallelujah. They're going to wish. Amen. They're going to wish they treated Jesus better. And you hear me, you've heard me say, Baruch Atah Hashem Adonai, or you can, it says, Blessed is the name of the one who comes. Blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord, that's Hebrew, or you could also say Baruch Hashem. You're just saying, bless the Lord. You know, people say, praise the Lord, bless the Lord. You get Baruch Hashem, H-A-S-H-E-M, and Baruch, B-A-R-U-C-H, okay, Baruch Hashem, and, and bless the Lord. If somebody's around, you don't want them to know your business, just say Baruch Hashem, amen. He knows exactly what you're talking about, amen, hallelujah, are you saved? I hope that everybody listening to this um, um, is saved and has accepted Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And I, I've noticed that more and more people are listening, and, and I pray for you all, and I thank you for listening. I thank you for taking out your time to listen to me deliver God's word. Amen. He's pleased in that. God has special words for you. Keep, keep, in, keep tuning in. And, and keep, keep studying the word of God, amen. Don't give up on God, and God won't give up on you. Don't turn your back on God, and God won't turn his back on you, amen. If you're not saved, just say this. We call it the Romans Road, Romans 10.9. If you want to write that down, amen. And just say, Jesus, forgive me of all my sins, Amen. I believe you died on a cross 
and rose from the dead three days later, and I accept that. I appreciate you. I appreciate what you've done for me. I accept you as my Savior and thank you. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. And if you just said that, welcome to the body of God. Welcome to the body of Christ. Hallelujah. Amen. Find yourself a Bible-believing, tongue-talking church. Amen. Hallelujah. That believes in the Word of God, that believes in speaking in tongues. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That believes that Jesus is coming back again soon. Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. And there's angels. They are enjoying themselves right now because of you. Amen. They rejoice in heaven because of you. Amen. Hallelujah. The Bible says God takes your sins and throws them as far as the east is from the west. Amen. Hallelujah. So you're saved. Don't let anybody talk you out of it. Amen. And God bless you. God keep you. Make his face to shine upon you. May God give you his countenance to the point that when people look at you, they see him. <laughs> and they want to be like you. They want to be more like him because of you. How's that? People will listen to you, your voice, and people will look at you, and they will want God more and more because of how you talk, how you walk, and how you keep yourself. Amen. Hallelujah, do you rip the kingdom of heaven well. Amen. God give you his grace, his mercy, his joy, abundance, peace. Hallelujah. And remember, pray. Jesus said, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Amen. Praying for the peace of Jerusalem is a blessing. And a lot of people are missing the blessing because they don't want to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Pray for them people. People are praying for you. Amen. Hallelujah. All right. Reverend Essie signing off. God bless you. Have a beautiful day. And once again, thanks for listening.